الحمد لله وكفى والسلام على عباده الذين استفى ما بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا اذكروا الله ذكرا كثيرا سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلاما على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم so three things to progress on this path ittiba' sunnah kasrat zikr in sohbat al-shaykh ittiba' sunnah you got second round tonight hmm? so now second round on kasrat zikr and tomorrow for that on the gifts as well another night and we'll give you second round on sohbat al-shaykh kasrat zikr means muraqaba and wuquf qalbi so few more points for you on muraqaba and wuquf qalbi another way to understand wuquf qalbi like i'd already explained to you it means to have feelings for allah taala in your heart that might mean remembering Allah Taala's name even that can be a way to do wukuf qalbi that's not the only way but that can be a way that the same thing i do in muraqaba if i can manage to do it in the background of what i'm doing can i do that yes if you can manage that mashallah that can also be a way of wukuf qalbi it's also possible or it can be just generally having feelings for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala generally remembering him even having thoughts about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala any way that you make sure that you don't forget Allah taala that is called zikr that's zikr not forgetting Allah that counts as zikr so in arabic they say adme ghaflat absence of forgetfulness mashallah is the presence of zikr just like the absence of zikr is the presence of ghaflat then when you do wukuf qalbi there will be three stages to your skill in doing this the most basic stage is at least to remember at least to be able to remember Allah Taala at the start of every activity to normally be explained like this that whenever you start something make the intention that ya rab my heart is remembering you So it doesn't mean that I'm about to drive somewhere for two hours. Yeah, I make niyat that all the time my heart will be remembering you, and you just drive. I'm about to enter class for three hours. I make niyat that my heart will be remembering you. I'm entering the clinic, and I'll be there for six hours. I make niyat that all the time my heart is remembering you. So you make niyat at the outset. Now let me add a bit. You make niyat at the outset only. It means that basically you'll forget this during the day. But at least you made the intention in the beginning that Ya Allah, my heart will be remembering you. So maybe those of you who've sat with us before, you would remember we give the example of the light switch. So you have to look up if you haven't seen this to understand. To turn the light switch on just takes an initial act, and then you can let go. You don't have to keep your thumb pressed on the switch. So just like that, wukuf al-kalbi is like turning the switch of the zikr of Allah on. then the newer starts coming and then you just continue with what you're doing so this is the basic level first level at least make niyyah of remember intention to remember allah at the start outset of every activity 
And the intention is what? That your intention is that you're remembering Allah during the whole activity. Then the second level of Wukuf Al-Qalbi will be what? That in every activity there is some lull, some lapse, some gap. In every activity. You're working at work, so what do people normally do? So what they normally do in these gaps, they stare out the window, they check their messages, right? They go and check CNN. This is what they do. So when a person is working, they do these things. Yes. Every 30, 40 minutes, they do this for a few minutes. So these are the gaps, the lull, the lapse, downtime. But actually, the whatever activity you're engaged in isn't so intense now. There's a gap in it. Second stage in a wukuf kalbi is to fill in these gaps with the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. First stage was just to make the remember Allah at the outset in the beginning. Second stage is to remember in the beginning and also any free gap, any lull, any lapse, any moment that I get, fill it with the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you can call it fill in the gaps. So instead of staring out the window empty-minded, again, turn to your heart, remind your heart to remember Allah. Introspection. Turn to your heart, remind your heart to remember Allah Ta'ala. If you can reach this stage too, you would be amazed how many such small gaps you have. By small, let's say two minutes or less. Just as a general rule of thumb. Why did I say that? Because in two minutes, you can't really do anything significant, worldly. There's nothing significant you can accomplish in two minutes of the dunya. But the zikr of Allah Ta'ala is significant even if you do it for a second. Hmm? Because Allah Ta'ala calls it zikr kathir. Hmm? So if you have two minutes free, so I used to tell you people, not Twitter, the micro ghafla. Huh? So shaitan realized this. Huh? That they're going to be mashaik and naqshaband teaching people that if you have two minutes or less, remember Allah, I better come up with a way that they can be ghafil within two minutes. That he came up with Twitter. Huh? Allah Akbar? Huh? SubhanAllah. But that's insignificant. It's an insignificant thing. To twat or tweet or twit or whatever. Just keep your gadan out there. Allah Akbar. In order to do that, you will have to be, you know how, uh, let me have to explain to you. Wukuf kalbi however you do it, it ends up covering the whole day. Why? Because your intention was what? And they've been the first level. That, Ya Allah, I'm going to be working six, six, six hours. I make niyat that my heart is remembering you all day. So you covered the whole day. When you fill in the gaps, in order to fill the gaps, you must be aware of the gaps. To be aware of the gaps, you must be watchful means you're always watchful all the time, waiting for the gap to fill it. That also covers the whole period. Your watchfulness, that will also be beloved to Allah Ta'ala. And look at this fakir of mine. Hmm? He's so busy seeing the patient, but inside his heart he's watching that maybe there will be a gap of five minutes between patients. He's waiting for it. Oh, he's been waiting it for two hours. He's been waiting for it for three hours. Look at this fakir of mine. And what has he been waiting is niyat is what? That the second I get that five minute gap, I'm going to sit and remember Allah Ta'ala in my heart. Hmm? So your watchfulness, you're waiting for it, you're searching for it. That is also zikr. Allah Akbar. Look at this shopkeeper. Huh? There's a line of customers in his heart. He's waiting though. Maybe looking, seeing. When will the line end? So that there's a little gap between the customers. So I can do my, return back to my zikr. Hmm? Allah Akbar said that watching, waiting, peering, that's also zikr then. 
Because you're doing it with the niyat of, wait, finding the gap to fill. Looking for the gap is zikr. Finding the gap is zikr. Zikr. Filling the gap is zikr. There's a second stage of ruku for coming. So you do it in the beginning and you do it in all the gaps. You remember Allah at the outset and you remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the gaps. Then when you practice the second stage a lot, by a lot I mean a couple of years. Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> when you capture this a lot like a couple of years, then you might be on your way to the third stage. Third stage is what? Istihdal. That you always remember Allah. Rijalullah tulhihim tijaratun wala bayun an zikrillah. Third stage. So it's not the gaps. The activity can't distract them from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah, and that's what it's saying. Allah ta'ala saying ground. The activity itself cannot distract them from Allah ta'ala. So you see, what's our condition? Even in the gaps, we are distracted from Allah ta'ala. That's why I told you, staring out the window, Twitter, coffee again, chatting again. Even in the gaps in the day, we are distracted from Allah ta'ala. Goal was even during the activity, they don't forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But first fill in the gaps, right? First fill in the gaps. You remember last year, I think I gave you an example, that zikr is like sprinkles, right? So if you have vanilla ice cream and you start adding chocolate sprinkles, and you keep adding them, keep adding them, keep adding them, the Mahabhaji will tell you it's become chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> SubhanAllah. He'll tell you it's become chocolate because you put so many chocolate sprinkles in them. And I told you this is real life experience of mine. And we took the children to the ice cream. I asked, what flavor do you want? He said, chocolate. I said, can I have chocolate, please? We are out of chocolate. Oh, tantrum. <laughs> tantrum, out of chocolate. On the spot, Allah Ta'ala put it in my mind. I said, put me vanilla and put a lot of chocolate sprinkles. She did that and gave him chocolate. Accepted, makbul. Accepted. Makbul. I said, ya Allah, kufa kalbi. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. So the vanilla, that's my dunya. But I put the sprinkles of zikr on top. Hmm? It's still vanilla ice cream. But I put the sprinkle of zikr on top. He said it's chocolate. <laughs> the Allah accepted the zikr. Hmm? So then that activity becomes zikr. Because you kept sprinkling it with zikr. And then the third stage was it actually becomes chocolate. Ajeeb. So during the activity itself that you keep remembering Allah Ta'ala. But like I said, it takes few years to get that. It takes few years of very conscientious, conscious, dedicated practice of filling in the gaps of Kufa Gumbi to get that. So you begin, at least begin at the first and at the outset. Even that's going to take you several months to practice diligently. As many times you'll do an activity you're totally forgot to make that intention that Ya Allah, I'm remembering you. My heart is remembering you. My heart is remembering you. My heart is remembering you. Even that takes a lot of practice. No problem. Hmm? This is what, this what it means to become a salik that I want to practice. Hmm? Don't you see sometimes they tell the athletes, they try to join the gym, they say, look, you know, I know I'm not good enough to play. I just want to practice with you. Can I practice with the team? Hmm? I'm not good enough to play. But can I practice with you? Hmm? That's called becoming murid. Huh? I'm not good enough to be a wali. I'm not good enough to be a zakir. But can I practice with you? Allah hmm? Akbar. Hmm? So this practice, practicing the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
and you keep practicing, keep practicing, keep practicing, maybe one day Allah will make you spiritual athlete. Hmm? Maybe Allah will make you zakir. Hmm? So right now we're just practicing zakir. No problem. Hmm? No problem. Keep practicing. So these are three, Ya Three levels of Rukuf. That I already mentioned to you, but I just repeat again, that I told you that depending on your activity, you may be able to do it a bit stronger, because some activities are more demanding of your attention, and some activities are less demanding of your attention. The point is, you want to fill up, fill any remainder of your being, of your consciousness, of your awareness, fill it up with the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Only use that much that is required for the world. Hmm? Like, you know, people who, they try to make these uh, fuel-efficient cars. And now the latest thing we've observed here is that the car turns off. The engine turns off, like for 30 seconds, if you're idle. Hmm? Because it wants to conserve the fuel. So just like that, you want to turn your dunya off. As soon as it gets idle, go back to the calm of the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. Hmm? Turn off, turn off then. If it's idle, nothing's happening, turn it off. Hmm? Practice, practice, practice. So these were some review points and maybe some new points for some of you about wakufa kalbi. Then second thing is muraqaba. Second thing is muraqaba. So just like that, there are stages in muraqaba, like we mentioned stages in wakufa kalbi. Here also we've divided up into three stages. First stage in Muraqaba is simply attuning yourself to your heart. This itself takes time. This itself takes practice. Because in the beginning a person doesn't know they have a heart. So some of you remember sometimes we explain it like this. Again, you will have to look here. If a person never uses their hand for years, never, never moves the finger, so then what happens? Their hand will get paralyzed. So let's say all of a sudden they want to, now they realize they have a hand and they want to start using it. So they have to go through physical therapy. And gradually, gradually, after a lot of effort, maybe one finger, maybe second finger, gradually keep practicing. Every day they will have to do the physical therapy. And then gradually over time, then they'll be able to use their hand again. Just like that is our talab. Maybe for years we weren't using it to remember Allah Ta'ala. So this kalab is also like paralyzed, spiritually paralyzed. So in the beginning what you're doing is spiritual therapy. So don't worry if nothing happens in the beginning. Have you seen that person? What does the physical therapist tell them? He says, no, no. It's a 12-week program you have with me. <laughs> you're going to come every day and they encourage you. Every day you're going to come for 12 weeks. Hmm? And every day you're going to try. And don't worry, every day we'll get a little bit better. Hmm? So just like that, in the beginning you have to go through spiritual therapy program in your kalb. Because it's been idle for so long. And empty of the zikr of Allah Ta'ala for so long. And maybe even worse, full of sinful feelings and sinful thoughts for so long. It's going to take a long time. So you have to put in the time. So that's why when you sit in Muraqabah initially, don't worry if you don't feel anything. You're not at the feeling stage yet. You're in the spiritual therapy stage. You're just trying to attune yourself to your heart. You're just trying to discover your kalb. That will take time. Again, it depends, right? More taqwa, more taqwa, more sunnah, less time. Less taqwa, less sunnah in your life, it will take more time. 
more time to try to tune yourself to your kalb and tune your kalb to the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. But you have to give it time. You have to give it time. So this is the first stage. It's called attuning. Attuning yourself to your heart. Sometimes we call it just sitting, right? Because what happens is if you can't tune into your heart, you get restless. Then you say, oh, I don't know what am I doing. I understand this maraqaba. I try to not feel anything. Hmm? Keep sitting. Keep on sitting. That I already explained to you. Because, فَذْكُرُونِ أَذْكُرْكُمْ You may not be able to tune yourself to your zikr, but believe me, Allah Ta'ala is fully tuned to His zikr of you. You may make nafiz zikr of Allah, Allah will make kamal zikr of you. Hmm? You nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry about. Keep sitting. Keep sitting. Second stage is once you are tuned to your kalb, then what happens? Then you say, now I can sit easily. I can sit for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, no problem. And I, I can feel the kalb. I know where I'm supposed to focus. I can home in on it. Now what you say? But the problem is, as I try to focus, now I can't focus, nowhere to focus. As I try to focus, these thoughts creep in. Now there's another problem. So it's not the kalb now. There's thoughts coming. Khawatir it's called. Stray thoughts, idle thoughts, random thoughts. New problem. Hmm? They're coming in. Okay, so the second stage is called struggling. Hmm? Struggling against the thoughts. Mujahada. Struggling against the thoughts. Now the struggle against the thought isn't to actively repel it. So again look over here. So you're sitting, a thought comes. Thought comes. Don't try to push it away. If you push it away, it will just latch on to you. You pay attention to it, it will grab you. So the mujahada with thoughts is not to push them away. The mujahada is to ignore them. Is to tune them out. So further tuning. To tune them out. Hmm? Like I'm giving that example when a person is working at their desk. Let's say they have a nice big window and they're you know, on First Avenue, on the main boulevard. But they tune out all that sound. There's car sound of traffic, sound of cars. But why? Because they're so focused on their work. They don't try to, you know, stop the traffic, stop the... No, they don't repel it. They, they're so focused on the work that it, they tune out. They tune it out. You understand what I'm saying? So this is the struggling in Morocco. So how will you tune out the thoughts? Now is the stage, the stage two, that you focus on Allah Ta'ala's name. You focus on Allah Ta'ala's name, Ismi Azam, Ism Jalala, Allah. You just keep focusing on His name more and more. The more focused you are on His name, the more the thoughts will get tuned out. You don't try to fight the thoughts. Focus on His name. This again is a stage. This again can take months, years, depends on the person. Now this depends now not just on taqwa and sunnah, but also how much time you give. How much time you give. You see, for example, you can find a young man that says very pious, a lot of haya, full taqwa, full sunnah. And he wants to memorize Quran, but he only gives it 15 minutes a day. To tell me, it's not just about taqwa and sunnah, right? If he just gives 15 minutes a day to memorization. Hmm? So we have some hifs instructors, Al-Qari and Mukri. How long will such a student take to memorize Quran? He says, I can only give it 10-15 minutes a day. But he has taqwa, he has sunnah, but it's not enough time. 
So in the second stage, it's about time. Time. You have to give it the time. Hmm? Everybody wants our time. Hmm? What can you do? Huh? It takes time. These things take time. Hmm? So a lot of people fail here because of the time. Because it's a taqwa sunnah issue, they can't get past the first stage. That's what I'm trying, maybe trying to say to you. They still have trouble with the tuning part. So you have to make toba, listen to bayans, make istighfar. That'll help you with the tuning. Hmm? Sometimes it's not just time in that in that in that stage. But once you get the once you're tuned to your heart and you know where to focus and you can sit, now the problem is the thoughts. Now you need to give it time. So this is that phase when you need to increase your time in Marakabar. This is the time when you should really be trying to do it one hour a day. Maybe twice you break it up twice in 30 minutes. Maybe you break it up three times in 20 minutes. Maybe some days you do it 40 minutes, twice for 20 minutes. You make it up in the weekend, you do it for one, one and a half hours. But overall, average, you, then you need to try to be doing it one hour a day. And then it'll take time. No problem, you have time. So let's say then after a few months, person then can do that. Then comes the third stage. They'd be happy to hear the name of the third stage. So the first one was called attuning. Second we called struggling. Third stage is called enjoying. Yeah. <laughs> now you will enjoy. You will see that person, he enjoys work. Why? Because he's comfortable. He can sit in his desk for six hours, tuning. He's focused. He's really focused on what he's working on. Struggling is done. So now what happens? He'll tell you, I enjoy work. He's enjoy it. <laughs> it's still work, but he enjoys it. Because he's fully tuned, fully comfortable, can easily sit, and he's fully focused on his work. Then you start enjoying. Hmm? The third stage is enjoying. Now when a person hits enjoying, then I won't have to tell you to increase the time. You yourself will want to increase the time. In the second stage, you have to force yourself to increase time. That's why it's mudada. Because you're struggling. It's a chore. In the second stage, Merakaba is a chore. It's work. In third stage, it's pleasure. Enjoying. Hmm? So you want to reach the third stage? Hmm? In Mashaik, they say in Urdu, that shuru mein zikr insaan ki dava hota hai, dava ki manan, yani karvi, majboorana khana patta hai, اور بعد میں غذا بن جاتا ہے غذا اور غذا بننے کے بعد پھر لذت بن جاتا ہے اس انگلس ان دی بیگننگ ذکر مراقبہ از لائک ا میڈیسن یو مسٹ میک یور سیلف ٹیک اٹ لائک پیپل ہیو ٹو میک دیم سیلف ٹیک دی میڈیسنز ریگولرلی اینڈ یہ مینی پیپل ار بیڈ ابات دیٹ آلسو رائٹ دین افٹر میڈیسن دین ایٹ بیکمز یور نورشمنٹ دین افٹر نورشمنٹ دین ایٹ بیکمز یور پلیجر ایٹ بیکمز یور ڈیلائٹ It becomes your delight. Hmm? So these are three stages. The enjoying is what I was telling you that night about 16th lesson. So that feeling of ma'iyat. You can get that in the first lesson also. That what the enjoying is when you actually are able to focus on the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, then you will feel His company and companionship with you. You will feel fi'inni kareeb. Then you enjoy then you enjoy. Allah Akbar. May Allah Ta'ala bring us to that stage. May Allah Ta'ala give us the sense and ability to make the effort required to reach that stage. Hmm? Hmm?
And another thing about Marokaba is the feelings. Feelings in Marokaba. So, first thing is, what does one feel during Marokaba? So, this is going to be in the struggling stage where this will begin. So, as you struggle to focus, sometimes you will focus, right? Struggling means sometimes you will, sometimes you won't. So, when a person starts focusing and actually can then focus on the zikr of Allah Ta'ala's name, Allah, Allah. So, what happens then? What are they supposed to feel? So, different people, they experience different feelings. The first thing is called taharruk. Taharruk from haraka. Taharruk means some sense of vibration, movement, fluttering of the heart. Like Allah Ta'ala mentions in Quran, إِذَا ذُكِرَ اللَّهُ وَجِلَ قُلُوبُهُمْ That when they remember Allah, or when Allah Ta'ala is mentioned and remembered, وَجِلَتْ Their heart starts fluttering. Hmm? Now this is actually the spiritual heart that's fluttering. The qalb is the heart of the ruh. But again look here. The ruh is like a bird and the body is like a cage. So when the bird flaps its wings, the cage rattles. So you will, might feel it physically also. So don't worry hmm, that, oh, I'm having heart palpitation, I have to go to the doctor. That might be a separate thing. <laughs> that, that may be the, that's a separate matter. Right? But this zikr, sometimes you might feel it. And we recited two, two nights ago verses from Quran about Jalud. It was coming two, three times. That your flesh, and it can also be broadly understood as your physical body and your kulub, body and heart. Body and heart were both being mentioned as getting the feelings of the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. Because the heart is inside the body. When the bird flaps its wings, the cage rattles. So don't worry. Sometimes people experience that taharruk as a pressure. So sometimes they want to hold it. Sometimes they feel some type of pressure here. Hmm? Sometimes they feel some type of fluttering. This is the first sign normally that a person feels in that latifa that they're working on. Second feeling which is, is hararat. They may feel some feeling like a warmth, a sensation if you will. Some type of warm sensation from that latifa. But these are just the signs Symptoms, right? The third feeling is called tazakkur. Tazakkur is what your real first aim is. Harkat, movement, vibration isn't a goal in of itself. Hararat, warmth, pressure, sensation is not a goal in of itself. Tazakkur means that you actually now, after focusing what you feel, you actually feel that you're listening to Allah Allah. Not with these ears. But now your whole awareness is in Allah Ta'ala's name. Tadakkur. Allah, 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 Allah. Now, like I'm saying it with my tongue and you can hear it with your ear. Just like that, Tadakkur means your inner awareness, your batani idrak. You become completely aware just of this Allah, 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 Allah. That's called Tadakkur. Allahu Akbar. This is the zikr of Allah Ta'ala's name. This is what you become aware of. Then fourth level, it's called tabattul. Tadakkur means you were lost in the dhikr of Allah Ta'ala's name. Tabattul means that you were lost in the dhikr of Him. So now you're even unaware of this Allah Allah. Pure dhikr of Allah Ta'ala. Because the dhikr of His name leads to the dhikr of Him. Ism ka dhikr se musamma ka dhikr naseeb hota hai. 
when you make zikr of the ism name, you end up at the zikr of the musamma, the being named with that name. That you can say is, um, how could you call it, pure zikr, core zikr. Hmm? Then you just feel that you're remembering Allah. You're still doing Allah Allah, but you're even oblivious to your own Allah Allah. Like if sometimes, if for example, somebody is reciting Dhurtri from the Prophet first they recite the words, then they connect to the meanings, then they start getting feelings, and sometimes the feelings overwhelm them so much that they forget even the words they're reciting. They're still reciting it, but they're so drowning in the feeling of love for the Prophet that they're no longer even aware of the words they're reciting. So just like that tabattal, the person is so drowning in the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that they're no longer aware they're doing Allah Allah, but they're not only aware of that tadakkur anymore because they've entered tabattu. Wadkur isma rabbik, then wa tabattul ilayhi tabtila. So dhikr comes first, tabattul comes second. So these are some of the feelings that take place inside Muraqabah. Now the reality is that another reason why people may not experience these feelings is these experiencing these feelings is a kind, kind of kashf. So to be able to be aware of your batin, if it's having harka to feel it, if it's having harara to feel it, if it's doing zikr of Allah, Allah tadakkur to feel it, this also relates to your ability to be aware of your inner self. And again, sometimes a person sins or even history of sin. In this case, even history of sin can numb the person's ability. So what does it mean? It's happening, but you can't perceive it. So actually, you have tahalluk, but you can't perceive it. You have warmth, sensation, hararat, but you can't perceive it. Your kalb is actually due to your effort making zikr Allah, Allah, tadakkur, but you can't feel it. So you keep practicing, then it will take longer. So one is doing enough so it happens. And for some people you have to do it even more for your awareness of it happening to take place. It's called idrak. is awareness, that's the best way I can come up with it. To be conscious of it. Alright? In that case then there should be some other mark, right? So how do I know I'm in this situation? That is happening, but I'm not aware of it. How can I tell that? The way you tell that is looking, you will be getting feelings outside Muraqaba. And that actually is the real purpose of doing zikr anyway. What are the feelings to be looked for outside Muraqaba? That your taqwa has gone up, your haya has gone up, your sabr has gone up, you feel less distraction in salah, you feel more longing to make dua. These are the things. And those are things that everybody is aware of. You can, anyone can be aware of that about themselves. Every time you pray, you can say afterwards how much you were able to feel Allah on your prayer. That awareness is there. How much longing do you have to make dua? When you made dua, how long could you last? Hmm? What was your stamina? What was your feeling? So if these things are getting better, then you should be 100% confident and content that my muraqaba is working even if during the Muraqabah itself you don't get any feeling whatsoever. Keep doing it. Because it's having the effect, right? And the doctors say that's the best medicine. That it ha it, 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 You take it and you don't feel anything and you just get better. Hmm? 
Yeah, this is a wonderful medicine. <laughs> right? Your health goes up. So your spiritual health increases. This is the real sign. Hmm? Your sunnah goes up. Your sharia goes up. Your adab go up. Your akhlaq go up. Your interpersonal relations go up. Just keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Then as your spiritual health gets better, then your ability to get your batani idraq, to be aware of it, that will get better as well. And eventually you will be able to be aware of it. But normally, when a person goes this route, then the awareness sometimes then they bypass the harka and the hararat, and then the first thing they become aware of is the tadakkur, is the zikr of Allah Ta'ala's name. The other were happening, but by the time the awareness came, the mashallah had moved on to the tadakkur. So that's fine. Don't worry that, oh, but I never got the vibration. <laughs> huh? I told you, we'll put you in a massage chair if this is your interest. No problem. Yeah. This can be taken care of separately. Hmm? I, said, I never got the warmth or heat that so-and-so said. We get you a heat pad. No problem. Huh? Yeah. Alright. So don't worry so much about the harkat and hararat. Alright. Then Imam al-Rabbani, Sheikh Ahmed Sirhindi, Mujanza al-Fasani, Rimulatala. And then again, if we inshallah get another night, this will be a topic of tomorrow night also. Who exactly is Imam Rabbani? This is a whole book, inshallah. Khair. Hmm? He said that there's one stage after the There's another stage. Hmm? And he, now he meant by this pleasure. So a person gets a certain, you do, a person does get, so I'm teasing you, but it is a fact, a person gets a bit of pleasure from that taharuk. It's pleasurable. It's a pleasurable vibration. A person gets some pleasure from that hararat. It's a pleasurable pressure sensation. A person gets pleasure from tadakkur, pleasure from the Allah Allah. And a person gets pleasure from tabattul, gets pleasure from purely remembering Allah Ta'ala through His name. The remembrance of the zat of Allah Ta'ala through His name. But He says that there's a fifth pleasure which is even greater than these four. And He says that the sign of that is a person derives pleasure from Sharia and Sunnah. He says the most pleasurable thing, more pleasurable than any ecstasy and delight and kafiyat and kaif and hal that may come to a person in zikr, is the lutf and lazat of following the Sharia and Sunnah. Allah said that's the highest pleasure. And we were also numb to that pleasure. But when you do it with the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, when you're able to get the battle now in ibadah, you're focusing and getting pure zikr of Allah Ta'ala, so then you move to lutf and lazat in sharia. Everything about the sharia will give you a delight. You step out of the masjid with the left foot, you will get a delight and joy when you do that. Yes, even the minutiae, so to speak, minutiae of sharia will give you a pure joy and ecstasy. Allah Akbar. That's why these kamil awliya, everything they do is according to sunnah and sharia. Because the greatest delight lies in that, in their mutabakat, in their mm, compliance and being according to Sri and Sunnah. And then what happens, because of that pleasure, this is when a person gets istikama. And that's why Mashaikh said, al istikamatu fokul karama. That having istikama is better than karama, it means to have some 
you know, khilafi adat, some extraordinary thing happened. And Cape Town Karama means grave, right? <laughs> Karama means miracle. Hmm? Miracle. Hmm? So our Mashaik used to say that there's no need for miracles. The greatest miracle is istikamat and Sharia and Sunnah. So go for the gold. Hmm? If you have that, you don't need to be able to do anything else or look for anything else. Hmm? It's a so shame that there's this other concept of Sufism which they think it's all about miracles and they're just looking for miracles and they want to see miracles. Hmm? It's written on the books of the Sawaf that when some Raidi told the Shaykh that Shaykh and I have permission to leave you. Lagbar, Shaykh and I have permission to leave you. He said, I mean, I'll put it to you in slang English. Shaykh, do you have permission to leave you? He said, sure. <laughs> he said, sure. But just let me know why. He said, because I've been with you for two years. I have been in your close company for two years and I've never seen any miracle. <laughs> I've never seen no karamat. <laughs> I've never seen a miracle. He said, okay. He said, in these two years, did you ever see me do anything contrary to the sunnah of Nabi Akareem sallallahu alayhi wa He said, no. He said, there's no greater miracle than that. Allahu Akbar. Al-istikamatu. Al-istikamatu. Fawkul karama. Ajib. Subhanallah. This is the fifth pleasure. Final stage of pleasure that a person gets delight, joy and ecstasy on following the sunnah and sharia. Last thing I will tell you then for tonight and I mentioned some things that I'm saving for tomorrow is this muraqabah and wakufa kalbi needs, needs its context, needs its backdrop of the other mamulat. So although I have been stressing so much to you muraqabah and wakufa kalbi but it needs the setting, the canvas of Tilawati Quran, Istighfar, and Dirushrif. And if you wanted to know, one of the friends asked us in the Hudra that what's the minimum context I can give so I can still do maximum Rakaba. So the minimum then is one quarter Jews Tilawa, 100 times Istighfar, and 100 times Salawat bare minimum even over time that quarter juice really should be made into half juice and if you have half juice 100 times istighfar 100 times salawat then that is the backdrop against which your muraqabah will take place so these things are related to each other so then sometimes people say oh I don't have time for Quran hmm? so that's what we tell you people huh that how long does it take to recite quarter juice? Maybe 10 to 15 minutes, right? So how can you say you don't have 10 to 15 minutes to recite Quran? But every day in your book of deeds you are showing that 10 to 15 minutes or more for WhatsApp, 10 to 15 minutes or more for phone, 10 to minutes, 15 minutes or more for news. Hmm? How many things are there that you do in your day for 10 to 15 minutes more? Is it only Quran that you can't have time for? Hmm? Or like we explained to you, somebody calls you hmm? and you don't even know who it is. <laughs> you get a call, not from context, unknown number. You pick it up. Because <laughs> you're curious, who's calling me and what do they want to say to me? Huh? You're so curious about unknown creation. What unknown creation wants to say to you, 
When you will be curious about that known creator Allah, what he wants to say to you, how can you say you don't have time to recite Quran? There's no way anybody can say this. No way. And if you are, if, if technically you are living such a life where you are, let's say you can prove that you're too busy to recite Quran or make Tawbah from such a busy life. <laughs> what business is that? What type of life is that? Second, What does it mean? It means to say sorry to Allah. So if you say, I don't have time for istighfar, what are you trying to say? I don't have time to say sorry to Allah. Hmm? Oh, and how do you deal with creation? You always have time to say sorry to them. Hmm? I was amazed once I saw on the plane. So the, our husband calls them aunties. Hmm? So the aunties spilled Pepsi. Huh? Aunties spilled Pepsi on the fellow. Hmm? Oh, Allah Akbar. Hmm? So many times he said sorry. So many times he said sorry. And then at the end again, she came specially to say sorry. I was like, Ya Allah, your makhluk, one makhluk, they spill Pepsi on other makhluk. And they're saying so much sorry. And we spill our sins on this nur of iman you gave us. We spill the filth of sin onto our kalb which has the nur of iman. And we say we don't have chance to say sorry. And what was happening, she wanted to be consoled that he's really, you know, maybe not, I don't know, I don't know how this is probably genuine, that she's not upset or maybe she's not going to complain, right? So what happens in the situation, right? Or a fellow passenger spills Pepsi, so you say sorry, right? And then you look at the face and see, right? And if the person is still upset, no, no, listen, I'm really sorry. Hmm? I really didn't mean to do it. Please forgive me. Then you take the napkins and you clean the Pepsi on the guy. Hmm? And then again you say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And you won't be content until they say, okay. If he says, okay, okay, it's fine, okay. Still, no, that's not enough. You come back again later this time, I'm really sorry. I just want you to know, I'm really sorry. Huh? Yes. Until the person completely is okay. Until he smiles and knows, okay, I understand these things happen. Right? Until they say that. How many times? How many times to say sorry? Until it becomes completely clear. So then how many times does we say sorry to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Hmm? So how can you say you don't have time for istighfar? Hmm? I can't say sorry to Allah ta'ala, but I want to do my miraculous and get feelings. No, it won't work like that. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. <laughs> you must have your tilawah to Quran, and you must have your istighfar. Astaghfirullah rabbi min kulli dhanmin. Kulli dhanmin. It's another beautiful thing. Ya Allah, every time I say sorry to you, I say sorry for everything. Give you a jeep. Right? As opposed to me, okay, I seek forgiveness for this sin and that sin. No, min kulli Every time I say sorry to you, I say sorry for everything. Allah Akbar. Ajeeb istighfar. And third of the, third of the, Mamulat Dirut Shreef. So here, how much more can I explain to you after tonight's 
Jnana. Hmm? Hmm? How can you say you don't have time? I'm too busy to recite Dhrut Sharif. Or I forgot. No, Akbar. I forgot. Hmm? You forgot that Nabi Sallallahu who never forgot you? Hmm? That's what it means. <laughs> you forgot he who never forgot you, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. It won't work then. <laughs> it won't work. <laughs> this Muraqabah not going to open. <laughs> it's not going to open like that. Hmm? So you must make your salawat on the Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. In Urdu, Farsi, we call it Durud. Salawat, salutations and blessings on Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Hmm? So this comes in the, obviously there's the other context that we've already told you about Itibai Sharia and Sunnah obviously you must also leave sin that time we give you the example of that that if you keep sinning then even if you do Muraqabah our Hazrati gave a beautiful example that if there's a diamond lying in the gutter, in the sewer, in the dirty water, and the dirty water keeps, it's flow, it's a constant flow over it. Now you pour zamzam water on it. It's only while you're pouring, the diamond will be clean. The second you stop pouring, because if you stay in sin, the dirty water will come back again. It will have no effect. So unless you leave sin, the sins will wash away the effects of your zikr. But if you take the diamond out of the gutter, then you don't even need a whole bottle of zamzam. You just need a few drops and it will become clean. Hmm? You just need a few drops to become clean. Another example we give, that if you are standing in the middle of the garbage dump, hmm, then you could even use the whole bottle of ether, you won't be able to become fragrant. But if you can leave the garbage dump, then you just need a few drops of ether, and then you become fragrant. So these are all the things. So that's again now the relationship between Bayan and Muraqabah. Because the more you listen to Bayan, the more you understand what sin is, the more you're inspired with the feelings to leave sin. So sometimes if you find your Muraqabah isn't opening up, it might be due to some sins. If you find I'm not able to leave those sins, then you have to go back to Bayan. So it keeps working in a circuit. Listening to Bayan, trying to do Muraqabah, following Sunnah, leaving sin, making Tawbah, then again making Muraqabah, again listening to Bayan, making Istighfar, making Salawat, reciting Quran, but you just keep working at it, keep working at it, keep working at it. Keep in the circuit, keep running the circuit. Inshallah you'll have your breakthrough. This is called Suluk. This is called Tasawwuf. Nothing else is Tasawwuf and Suluk. It's nothing about miracles and anniversaries and Nothing. This is the soul of Salut. This effort. Effort. To make effort. May Allah Ta'ala accept us for this effort. May Allah Ta'ala make us from his Zakiri and Sandakin. We make short Muraqaba and his 29th night. We should engage in the worship of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, Zikr of Allah Ta'ala, or rest. I know I keep delaying your meetings, but it's a night of worship, a night of reflection, or at most you can rest. The Meg Marakama. Close your eyes. Making the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That you want your kalm to remember Allah only. 
You want your kalb to focus on Allah's name. You want to tune yourself to your spiritual heart. You want to strive, striving to block everything else out. You want that tabattul wadhkur isma rabbik wa tabattul ilayhi tabtila. So make near that your kalb is silently, humbly calling Allah's name as if your kalb is calling Allah, Allah, Allah. Every aspect, every stage, every feeling, make us regular make it easy for us to sit. Tune ourselves to our kalb, tune our heart to the zikr of your name. Let us feel that zikr, that zikr, Ya Rabb, and then take us beyond it, Ya Rabb. Let us remember you, yourself, Ya Rabb. Let us make zikr of you, yourself, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Can each and every one of us the perfect ittibai sunnah, kamil ittibai sunnah, drew deep, long lasting ittibai sunnah. Let us adorn our outward and inner self with the sunnah of Nabi Kareem, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, except her coming except their sitting, except us for distant teachings, put us on this path of zikr, ya Rabbi, Rabbana takamal minna innaka anta samiyun alim, wa tumwalayna innaka anta tumwalayna rahim, wa sallallahu ta'ala ala habibihi sayyidina Muhammad, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in, bi rahmatika ya Rabbi, 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 